the Happy Afloat podcast, tales of family adventures at sea. Welcome to Coffee Talk, where we sit down with a cup of coffee and talk about subjects related or unrelated to our sailing adventures. We are a family of four who, in between sailing and working on a boat, like to sit down and have a chat over a cup of coffee. Who remembers what this podcast is actually called? Coffee Talk. Tales of family adventures at sea. There, I've done the intro. It's been almost a year, and obviously we've done lots of sailing, travelled the world. <laughs> All from the luxury of an armchair. Yes. Or even yes. a sofa. Like the rest of the planets, we've been in um, a lockdown, so not a lot of sailing. Though we did get away on a little summer adventure, more of that later. So what are we going to cover then? We're going to cover the summer adventure, and hopefully maybe even what additions we made to the boat. We have been busy with the boat. We've had plenty of time to be busy with the boat. We've finished lots of projects, started new projects. Got ideas for even more projects. <laughs> And we haven't reached any conclusions on some other projects. <laughs> what are we going to start with first? So are we going to do this, the mini summer adventure and all the sailing that we've done? Or shall we do all the projects and fixes to the boat? Let's start the interesting stuff. All right, so fixes to the boat. <laughs> so. What? The cushions count? I was going to say, I'm going to get in there first and we have finally... Hold on. Oh. So... We left off last time, November last year, with trying to sort out the engine and the issue with the RPMs. Basically, it wasn't the fuel system, and that's as far as we got, because we need to haul the boat out <laughs> to do our next fix. We're overpropped, so we need to swap the prop for a smaller prop to see if it cures the problem. But until we can get the boat out of the water, we won't be able to find that out. And Due to lockdown, we haven't been able to get the boat out. Projects, what, what projects have you completed? Well, I'm very proud of myself because we are now all sat around the table in the saloon on the boat on our new cushions, which I have lovingly and painstakingly made during lockdown. One project done, one project to hopefully never be repeated. It's boat cushions, or our boat cushions. There's nothing that's actually a conventional shape, so they're quite tricky to make. A lot of blood, sweat and a few tears, but now we've got them. Pins. <laughs> if you're looking to sort out your upholstery on your boat, then just you know, give us a shout. Because, um, <laughs> Sarah will be super keen to take on all your business. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Comrade, any projects you can think of? Second solar panel. We upgraded the solar panels, added an extra one on and upgraded the controller. It's all good, actually. It works very well. It does, doesn't it? Though we haven't been able to really test it to its full limits. Bearing in mind we've only managed to get to the end of the river and back. Apart from once, but more of that later. Then we've got a new battery starter. Isolation switch. Our old battery isolator switch was a bit temperamental. We just turned all the batteries off by itself. So we swapped that out for a new one. We've got a new thermostatic shower in the head. It's um, a nice small one. It's really designed for um, a B-Day. What's a B-Day? Never heard of the one apart from the US one, that's about bees. Leon, do you know what a B-Day is? No. In these COVID times, with um, toilet paper shortages, a B-Day is what you need. <laughs> but anyway, yes, it's a thermostatic shower. 
it doesn't take up much space and it works very well, doesn't it? And because it's thermostatic, it always comes out warning instead of um, searing the flesh off your skin or uh, giving you a frostbite. If you've heard any crunching in the background or will hear it, it's because I'm still eating my biscuits. That's right, we had biscuits with our coffee, didn't we? Well, actually, shall we just have a biscuit review, see what we think of them? Leon, what do you think of the biscuits? They were brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, high praise indeed. Comrade, what do you think of the biscuits? They were perfect with my coffee. Mum, what do you think of the biscuits? I thought they were quite good. They, For a change, they weren't all sort of merged into one big one, although I think perhaps I was a little bit too liberal with the uh, baking powder. They were homemade, yes. yes. Home-baked biscuits, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Um, <laughs> what? Any more projects? Shells on the mirror project. A few have fallen down there, but my Shh, You're not supposed to say they're falling <laughs> off. I'm now, <laughs> now glued back on. I think that was a glue issue. We've decided that the white hot melt glue isn't much cop, but the yellow hot melt glue is much better. I know. Major projects. Yes, so we've got the canvas work finished. Oh, that's on my thunder. <laughs> Tell us about the canvas work. So we now have our new spray hood and our new cockpit enclosure. And all thank you to Wilkinson Sales. Done a fantastic job. And they're not, spon- they're not sponsoring us either. They've no. thousands of pounds out of us. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a risk we're sponsoring them? We almost certainly are. Yes. So we're delighted. Yep, the um the enclosure works very well. Yep. Most impressed with that. You've changed the anodes, we've got a new dive tank, got the dive rig serviced. And no, just nipped under the boat to change out all the anodes. You, Some, you want to talk about the summer adventure? Yes, we're not doing a repair episode. Are we? Well no. Our, our, one, our one and only fan may be interested in the fixes and repairs. Mm. They may not be interested. On to well, the right. summer adventure. Well, it was only five days of the summer adventure this time. So it was Friday through to Tuesday, Tuesday. wasn't it? Set the scene. Well, in the absence of circumnavigating the UK this summer, which would have been our third time in a row, we had to settle for a little jolly up the east coast to the Walton backwaters. We left our home berth on a Friday tea time, tootled down the Medway to our favourite anchorage down at Stangate or Sharfleet Creek. can't remember which one we were in. Stangate. So it's easier to leave the Medway... They're getting up at 3am. 3 what? A.m. 3am, yes, it was 3am in the morning. So we could catch the tide up. And the benefit of a 3am start was? There yes. is no benefit to a 3am start. <laughs> it was oh, the what? only night sail we've had this year. Morning. Watch the sunrise in the Thames estuary. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting way ahead of yourself. What's the bigger disadvantage of trying to get out of the medway when it's pitched black? Because you have to find the boys. Also, it's quite a busy port, isn't it? As there was quite a lot of traffic moving around at that time in the morning. And what do you not want to hit? You think you want to Montgomery? Yes, because it's just outside the shipping lane, and obviously, being a sailboat, we don't want to be in the shipping lane, especially with the ships coming in and out. So you basically motor just by the shipping lane, but then you have to squeeze between that wreck and the buoys. So then, after we've got past the Montgomery. Well, I think we had breakfast after sunrise, didn't we? Rather yes. early breakfast. What's for breakfast? Instant porridge. Instant porridge. Is this Happy Float recipe time? First, you'll need porridge oats, milk powder. You whiz up the porridge oats and then use this proportions. 50 gram porridge oats to 20 gram milk powder. Then, once you've done that, 
to have the right amount in 0.15 litres of the powder 0.15 litres of water Is it boiling water? Yes And what, just mix it up and you're done? Yes Porridge review time? Well, I think it's brilliant mainly because it's easy to have in a hurry it is quite quick to make it's almost instant isn't it <laughs> it's brilliant for an easy quick meal i think it's marvelous it saves on the washing up because you don't have to heat it up in a saucepan you just put it in the bowl boil the kettle add the hot water job done yes no cooking needed nope right so that's porridge talk end of that sort of <laughs> segment yep so all the way up to walton walton backward waters or Hamford water as it's known, isn't it? Got up there, it was busier than we'd expected, although we did arrive on a Saturday afternoon, so kind of... The anchorage wasn't that busy until we put the anchor down. (laughs) Once we had dropped the hook, had a mooring beer. It was very nice. (laughs) 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 So we were planning our big trip to see London Bridge. Not just any old one. Not the London Bridge that has... No sold off to America but the original London Bridge the one that was falling down and wasn't it 1832 I seem was it the to think first it was London when Bridge they then? demolished it yep the first London well I think there was a, a Roman Bridge over before but it was the one after that or something like that but it's the one that had all the houses on the one that when you go to the museums and they have you no know, all the shops and houses on the bridge the, the cool looking London Bridge. What was the second one then? Where well, is they, it? Well, that's in America because they sold it off. What? Defork over slabs that are part of well, the Well, no, they, they, they took the whole bridge and rebuilt it there. Wow. But it wasn't that bridge. We went off to see the original London Bridge. All right. So first, on the early morning. Was it early? I thought we went after coffee. And then, after coffee and cake, got our dinghy out. Ready to see part of the old London Bridge. When was the summer adventure? It was um, beginning of September, wasn't it? The mini adventure. Yes. And the outboard hasn't been used since (laughs) since September the year before. But it has been serviced. It still had the old fuel in it. So he wasn't entirely sure if the fuel was going to be good or bad. And then we had a jerry can on board of very old fuel. So I wasn't sure if that was be, going to be good or bad. So anyway, there was a bit of a dilemma. Would it get us all the way there and back? And did we have enough fuel? Because how far away was this London Bridge from the boat? Two miles. Four mile round trip for a little little dinghy. Well, first, well, the first thing we did was we put the outboard on the dinghy and tested it to make sure it was going to at least start and run. It started fine, didn't it? Yes. Now do I continue? Yeah, carry on. And then... Dad got us lost and had Hold to keep on, on checking Google <laughs> Maps. You're skipping most of the, uh, skip the preparation. The so we set off with the spare, with the dinghy's anchor. Didn't you go on a little test run, the pair of you? Yes. Round the boat. Yeah, it was, yeah the <laughs> boat was filthy, wasn't it? Yes. Someone needs to give it a good clue. <laughs> Right, so we tested the, we tested the outboard, so we're pretty happy that was going to work. Yes. But what we didn't know is how far we can get on one tank. But anyway, we took the spare tank of fuel that was a bit suspect. So we set off, all piled in. We sort of vaguely <laughs> had some sort of idea which direction it was. Actually, the most sensible thing that we did, we left just before high water, so the tide would take us up there if all else failed, and then the tide would turn and then bring us back to the boat. 
So if we had to row, it'd be much easier. Planning, you see, that's what it's all about. Connor did I were at the front while you two were out the back. Are you okay. keeping the um, spray off me? That's the main thing. Because <laughs> we had a bit of, um, what was it, wind against tide sort of situation, didn't we? So you were getting a bit damp at the front. Dad got us all lost. Lost? Didn't get lost. We're just checking you the charts. To then check Google Maps because you had no idea which way to go. Well, everything looks pretty much the same when you're sort of um, two feet off the surface <laughs> of the water. And, it's, and no. there's lots of inlets, so we weren't sure whether to take the left or the right hand one and, to get there. And then the fuel stopped. We were out of fuel. Lucky we brought that fuel tank then. And whose suggestion was that to take the jerry can? Mum's. I don't remember that. I don't recall that. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> no. no I don't. While we were refueling, the wind blew us back. We ran out of fuel. We ran out we of topped it up. fuel. We topped it up. We were With the dodgy fuel, or what could have potentially been the dodgy fuel. It's been that fuel tank for what? A year and a half? No, we topped it up. We've I filled it up last year, Jerry. When? Well, it's down at the garage here. Did you? Yeah. Oh, you just ruined the story now. So we had nice fresh fuel. <laughs> so there, was no there was no danger of it um, clogging up the engine. And then we saw swans. Oh, yes, yes, we saw a couple of swans, didn't we? Yes. We went past a nice old lifeboat that had been converted into a houseboat by the looks of it. A sailing boat, isn't it? sailing one. It looked really nice, actually. Then we soon found Wizzy's. Just a stick marking port or starboard. Milk bottles painted red. Some of them had tape on. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't too much of a issue in a dinghy though, was there? I think we had plenty of water underneath us. Yes. What is the name of the canal? The little canal. The, it's a cut, isn't it? I think actually I think it was called a it's called something canal, isn't it? But the place we is went it Beaumont to is Beaumont Key. It's Beaumont Cut or Beaumont Canal. Anyway, it got into the, which is only a short section anyway. I think it's just to maintain the depth because it was um, in times gone by where a lot of Thames barges would go up there. Because we arrived at Beaumont Key and then we saw the bricks of London Bridge. Exactly. There's basically the keys made out of the old bricks from London Bridge. And was it super impressive? Yes, because the bricks were perfect rectangles. A bit like Lego bricks, to be honest. <laughs> or any old brick, really. Mm. Bricks are generally rectangles. <laughs> <laughs> so we pulled up there, had a stomp around on the quay, got the pictures. There's an old Thames barge rotting away there as well, isn't there? It's quite a good wreck, though, isn't it? And something even more interesting. A lime kiln. Oh, yes, a lime yes. kiln. Hold on, before we get into the lime kiln, why is part of London Bridge in the middle of Essex? It's a farm. Or was a farm. I think it's still a farm up there. No, there is still a farm because we couldn't go very far in our walk. We walked, we walked through part of the farm that was there. How did it get there? Why is it there? It was there, but didn't some hospital buy a load of the brick? Guy's Hospital or the directors or owners thereof, bought up bits of the old London Bridge to get the bricks so they could build themselves a key on some farmland that they owned, presumably to get the produce off the farm into London, which in those days would probably have been hay for all the horses, and they're probably shipping out the end result of all the hay that goes into the horses. It's quite interesting to find a little piece of history and tie our boat up to a little piece of history. Because the big question is, where are all the other parts of the old London Bridge? Because it's only a small very small number of um, bricks there in compared to a bridge that was spanned with the Thames. Not even the width of a span, is it? 
presumably there's parts of the old London Bridge scattered all over the country if they just sold it off. But we've stood on it. And that's the main thing. This lime kiln. Who's, who wants to talk about the lime kiln? Who's the expert on that? Well, lime kilns were originally for making limestone into quick lime. It's used in buildings. Like Leon said, they were used to make quick lime. The lime kiln we saw wasn't the only one or design. The one that we saw was a bottle kiln. When you actually look at the shape of it, it does seem like one. And what else is interesting about lime kilns is other designs include ones that are layered. And did you know that Romans were apparently the people who introduced them? Oh, I did not know that. So... The first kilns are basically holding the ground a bit like egg cup shapes with things like metal bars at the bottom and then it's layered up in layers of fuel, limestone, fuel, limestone and it keeps on going up making a dome sort of shape. And all of those kinds of kilns have to be about the same size. It's because at any other size, it would collapse. That doesn't necessarily mean the kiln will collapse, but the way people put the fuel and limestone in makes it so that if it's too big, it will just collapse on itself. So it's basically maximum efficiency where it won't have a chance of failing. It took a week to use. One dough to load it up, three days to burn, two days to cool, and one day to empty. Another thing about kilns is there is another kind of design. Should we just talk about the one that we saw? Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to start your own podcast called Lime Kiln yeah. Talk. But it, it was being it. relevant to what we're discussing about our summer adventure. Yeah, but I think there's only so much mileage out of Lime Kiln Talk. Oh, Tide had turned, and then we hopped back in the dinghy and basically pootled back to the boat. Worked out how far we can actually go on one tank, didn't we? How far can we go on a tank? I've forgotten. About 30 <laughs> minutes. About 45 minutes, wasn't it? Good job we didn't write it down then, I think we? we did. Did we? And we had a barbecue. We did. So that was Sunday, and then Monday we decided to head back to the Midway. Originally the forecast was going to be with um, a northerly wind to blow us back. But then it turned into a southwesterly, so it didn't. What time do we have to get up on Sunday? Quite such a scary o'clock, was it? Yeah. It was about 6 o'clock, I thought. I think it was 6.30, wasn't it? That's yeah. a sensible time. Had to get a bit of a move on because it was a falling tide. And Walton Backwater's entrance is quite shallow. But we managed to squeeze out without too much... Not as shallow as Swin Spitway. What is the Swin Spitway? It's a long sandbank uh, near the River Blackwater, isn't it? As you're going up the Essex coast, and there's a convenient gap between two parts of the sandbank which you can cut through between two clear water markers. And in the past, when we've gone over it, which is always on a falling tide when we're going up the coast, so we always always followed the suggested route of going crossing between the two clear water markers from one to the other. But Jason had uh, come across some other route which apparently had slightly deeper water and was not going between the two boys. The people that write the East Coast pilot 
had an update on their website about some soundings that had been taken of the area. The route that was a completely different route across this shallow patch, which is supposed to be a shorter route and with more water. So we decided to give it a whirl. We did. To see. Now the big problem is um, because we haven't had this boat out of the water since we bought it, apart from the survey, we're not entirely sure. <laughs> <laughs> what the offset is on the... Uh... Depth sounder. Yeah. Well, we know what it is, but whether it's correctly set. <laughs> so over we go with our little map, reading our depths. Jason's calling out the depths, and I'm hoping that they're comparable to what we've got on this chart bit. Now, we arrived, what, an hour before low water, didn't we, we did. on the way up there? So that if we touch bottom, it's only going to get worse rather than better. But we'd, we'd have had, we did have more water at that point. On mm. the way back, we arrived at low water. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, we went over, and I think it got to about... Point four on the uh, depth sounder, which we reckon was probably about point seven kill. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but we didn't touch the bottom, so we were quite happy. Yeah, you don't want to touch the bottom because it's hard sand, so yeah. it'd do damage. So, uh, on we... the way back, though, it was an hour later, and it was quite a large tidal range, wasn't it? It was. Because the um, low low was very low. There was a 6.6 range, and apparently low water on the thing was zero metres. Conrad, you can pick up the tug, because we arrived there an hour later, was at low water, it was an hour later than when we went up there, and we had less water. So as we went over it, I was calling out depths, and they kept on rapidly declining, until they stopped declining and stayed about the same. Which was? So... If we're including the offset, we think it is 0.7 metres. No, we don't include the offset because there's more scary tail than if you don't include the offset. <laughs> but if we didn't include offset, it would have been 0.4 metres. That's 40 centimetres to get your bearing. And who was feeling like the most cowardly custard? <laughs> Me? Oh, I thought it was you. Oh, yeah, I thought you were a bit worried. Top route. It's quite easy to follow because it's basically you head to a waypoint and it's just due north or due south, so it's quite easy. Yeah, that worked for us. We'll do it again. Yeah, that's all plugged into the chart plotter now. But then once we got past that, we motored all the way back down to well, Sheerness. We pop into Sharfleet that night. That's right. We stopped in in Sharfleet's right afternoon, late afternoon, and then we got the dinghy out the next morning and went for a poodle around to see what we could see. And what did we see? Seals. We did, yeah, they were quite curious, weren't they? Yeah, they, they kept popping up, didn't they? Come to have a look, it was quite fun. Had a little explore, make the most of our summer adventure and getting out in the dinghy. Or as I kept calling it, shorter adventure. It was definitely a shorter adventure. We've had our summer adventure, the weather was nice, it was quite summery. Okay, let's wrap this up. So that's it for this episode. See you in about ten months' time. <laughs> it's um, goodbye for me. Ciao! Goodbye from me. Goodbye! If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, why not visit our website, happyafloat.com. Thank you for listening to Coffee Talk. Come back next time for a refill. <laughs>